The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, August 26th, 2023. Today... What are the real costs to open a cigar shop? And let me add, the right way. It's more than just money, but money counts too. We're going to talk about that more today on The Cigar Authority. And you are listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 14th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Hey, Jonathan, kick it up a notch. Somebody says you couldn't look less enthused. What? Yeah. So enthused. Enthused. So ready for this topic. So a show like this... uh this exact show, this is going to be like a duplicate show. We did this topic before, but it was January 13th, 2018, over five years ago. Mm. We did it. Uh, it was a last-minute change of the show because we were supposed to be doing a continuation of a blind taste test. And Jonathan had his wisdom teeth taken out, all four, yep. the day before. <laughs> is that what happened? And he had pockets. So with. You didn't want to get. You don't want to get dry socket. Dry socket. It's not, not the possible. smoke you got to worry about. It's the sucking. Right. And no straws, no nothing. So he said, "I actually can't smoke a cigar during the show." I had the flu, and I said, "I can't taste anything anyway." Mm-hmm. How about we skip it and we do a show on something else? What are we going to do a show on? It's last minute. The show's going to start in a little while. I go, "How to open a cigar shop?" Turns out to be the most viewed and listened show we ever did. So people care about it. And this time I could be prepared for it because I kind of winged it. Um, so I won't wing it, it this time. Is it winged it or wung it? Wung it. I wunged it. Whatever it <laughs> it's is. It's definitely not wunged. <laughs> no? All right. Uh, but we both played sick. It becomes the number one show. Uh, we are the number one show. Why are we the number one show? Consistency. You play sick. You do it no matter what. You keep going. Volume. It's all yes, about the volume. volume. Well, there is a lot of volume at this point. Well, September 16th is coming, just a few weeks away. And what does that mean? 700 episodes. And that's not counting after shows. Not counting after shows, not counting extra shows like the right. ball, different things that we throw in. Who knows where we're at? But legitimately, Saturday at 12 noon shows, mm-hmm. 700 of them. Wow. In a row, never missed. Never missed ever. a show, ever. Wow. It's, it's hard to believe, but uh, I'm proud of us. <laughs> it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't play as well as you'd think it would on the dating apps. That's hmm. my complaint. No. no. You say <laughs> 700 no. Yeah, episodes I've done 700 episodes on cigars, it's and then they, un- the, they unmatch with you, and they go away. Doesn't get you any juice on those? No. no. 
Uh, Bruce says maybe it should be you wanged it. Wanged it. Wang. Wang. Wang Technologies. Funny name for a company. Right. Wang. It worked for a while. For it them. did. For a while. <laughs> Is it still a Wang if it's uncircumcised? I digress. Wang Tem- Technologies. Move. I don't know where you're going there. Wang Chung. Wang Chung. Everybody <laughs> Wang Chung today. That's another thing, right? Absolutely. I everybody be- was Kung Fu fighting. What if there was a cigar named Wang? Would that work out? Maybe yep. the Chinese people are going to come out with a Wang cigar. Whatever. Wang. But in the meantime, we have a cigar to smoke. This is part of the cigar I get so I get nervous anytime <laughs> you talk about anybody from a cultural standpoint. Yes. The, yeah. yeah. He might say the wrong thing. Not on he purpose. He says the wrong thing a lot. <laughs> Today's first cigar. I, I used to say Oriental when they're Asian. Right. See, you're growing. Oriental because they're from the Orient. No. Oriental refers to things. Like a rug. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I learned. He learned, but I used to do that wrong, and now there he is. Oh, I was there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do we have here, Jonathan? Uh, the first cigar we're going to smoke is the Lagiana Havana Robusto. It comes in at a five inch by fifty ring gauge. The Lagiana Havana brand first came to market in 1994 and has continued nonstop ever since. Totalmente Hecho. Amano. Hecho? Yes. I like those Hecho Amano cigars. Do you carry those? That's what they say in cigar stores sometimes. In Spanish means totally made by hand using tobaccos from Dan Lee Honduras. And this is where and how Lagiana cigars were born. Dan Lee has been a tobacco source and a cigar manufacturing region since 1765 when the Spanish crown established a royal tobacco trading post. The wrapper is A-grade Connecticut seed grown in Ecuador, a single is eight forty nine and a box of Lagiana Havana is one forty four ninety nine, bringing the single price down to just seven twenty five per cigar. If you are too far away from a brick and mortar retail store that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. I'd say I smoke this particular cigar more than any other cigar in the past thirty years. It's gotta be this. Mm-hmm. And I I would imagine we smoked this recently on the show, but it's been over five years. Wow. Has it really? We've smoked the Angelic in Angelic the once because that was making yeah. a comeback. We did the Maduro not too long ago. Yeah, but, but not the regular this natural, one. which is the go-to. And uh, it's your go-to for sure. Yeah. So let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo <laughs> cut out the federal S-chip tax <laughs> and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Hey, Dave, can you say who makes this for you? Glenn is a child. I can't. You can't. You know what? If you just take a box of Lagiana Havana cigars and you, you turn it around. Turn it upside down. Where, and you look where the barcode is, there's a little sticker right, right there that says who makes it. But we can't say. No. I, I don't know why we can't if it's on the box. We're just mm-hmm. reporting the news at that point. Mm-hmm. It was part of my contract. Speaking can of, I say who the contract was with? I don't think you can. <laughs> uh, it's crazy that they do that, but... Whatever. I'm I'm proud that they make it, and they're they're not proud that they make it for me. <laughs> they take the money, but they still, yeah. yeah. The check doesn't bounce. Yeah. We're gonna light our cigar today with the Intimidator by Vertigo. This features four jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. The flame is color changing oh. 
There's I an saw easy it. adjustment at the it's, bottom. It's too much. It's, it's, it's not. No. It's too much. This lighter would have been the lighter had I remembered to take it out of my shop. I use this as my shop lighter. But had I taken it out of my shop and brought it yesterday Whoa. to the CANH golf tournament, that's the place where you huh? needed this because it was raining. Right. The wind was blowing. You just needed a little more juice than a regular three-flame cyclone. How, how bad was the weather where you were? Uh, Heavy rain? There or? were some times where it was torrential downpours. Everybody started the day off, by the way, making fun of my waterproof duster coat. Mm. And by the end of the day, when I was still dry and they were wet, they wished that they had one. Uh, who's laughing now? Well, I held it off. It was a, it was a good... Uh, it seemed like just about everybody fun. showed up. Everybody had fun. Um, everybody stayed till the end, mm. and um, another high big success. As a matter of fact, one of our teams won. So, two guys smoke shop uh, is on the trophy again. Dave Ryan Seneca wants to know: Is it the same people who make Studio Twenty One that you can't yes. talk about? Yes, it is. Yeah, All yes. Right. They make other, they make other. <laughs> Leave cigars. it to our listeners to find the loophole. <laughs> Can I say that they make Avo and they make other things like no. that? No, no, okay. So I can't, <laughs> and I won't. But because they're not ashamed of making those, right? Yeah. So they can they can say it, but I can't. I don't know. I don't know what goes on, um, but uh, what I can tell you is about opening a cigar shop. Ah, good. Because I've done. Let me count them. One, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's at least eight. Eight. Mm. I've opened eight cigar shops, and I got good at it as time went on. Made a lot of mistakes beforehand. So if you're thinking about it, and with FDA not looming down our throats anymore, um, all the good news that's been happening to cigars um, with, um, uh, I, I believe it was, uh, nine or ten states mm-hmm. that uh, lowered the tax rate on cigars. Um, the, the children's things went away. Lots yeah, of good stuff is happening. It's the best time in over a decade. Right, right. Uh, I, I'd say ever, ever, in the 38 mm-hmm. years I've been in, um, I would always tell you, you know, it's a bad move to get into the cigar business because of the things that could happen. And th- things could still happen, but... Right now, we're in a good spot, and we're playing offense um, instead of defense <laughs> all the time, so it's good. So the cost to open a cigar shop can vary widely depending on the factors, such as location. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying, I live in New York City, this is where I want to do it, well, of course, it's going to be dramatically different than it is that you're in uh, in the middle of... There's a reason why when you, you hear business people talk about it, they say location three times. Mm. It's location, location, location. And it's going to cost you. So the size of the store you're going to do, um, the lease terms, the inventory, and the level of customization that you want to happen. Oh, I want a fancy bar, and I want it to be this. You know, some people spend $10 million on, uh, you know, outfitting the, the place and stuff. Um, I'm going to go to a regular regular store average. You want to add to it, you add to it, you don't. But I actually want you to build a store that you are destined for success instead mm-hmm. of doomed for failure. You'll 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 be very lucky if you pull it off. I want to make it so that you get the best shot you possibly can, and that's how I'm going to figure today in. So the first biggest cost that's going to end up happening is your life. 
you are going to lose your life to this industry. That is it. You have to commit to a lifetime of this. You're sure you want to do it. Um, I'm, again, we're talking about for success. Yeah, you can be an absentee owner. But isn't you, it fun? I just sit around and smoke no, cigars. No, no, no fun. No, you don't. It's fun. Yeah. I love it. I never left it, and a lot of people do. But you are making a commitment for life. Uh, you are going to miss the soccer practice because that happens on a Saturday, and that's your busiest mm. day. And if you don't and you go to the game and you're going to be the father of the year or the mother of the year because you're going to do this, you're going to pay the price and you're not going to go to the level that I want you to go to. Um, most employees have no idea how tough it is to switch from an employee to an employer. Um, writing the front of the check and writing the back of the check is a dramatic difference of what ends up happening. You must pay your employees. You must pay your bills. Uh, receiving on the other end, you get paid no matter what, as long as you put the hours in, I suppose. Um, and if you call in sick, uh, things don't get done, period. Not somebody else is going to do it. The grass is not always greener. Actually, I promise you, it's worse. The, the grass is not better. Being the owner, it's worse. Uh, but it pays off great. It can pay off great. It can be a, a dramatic windfall financially to you. Uh, but that's not uh, for the weak, for the lazy, um, and for the masses. I thought everybody could do it until years uh, happened, and I realized people, you were part of it, Ed, teaching me that uh, people are not the same. No. I always thought everybody was the same, and they're not. You can't they're dramatically treat them the what I'm able to do, other people can't do, which is amazing to me. But then again, I can't, when the TV goes off the... Yeah, you the can't thing, change I can't, the channel. I can't, I can't get... It's <laughs> like, what's the matter with me? I'm, you know, it took, it took three years to teach you how to put something on a flash drive. So... Yeah. And, and even still, yeah, you struggle. Now you're doing WordPress. Yes. Yeah. See how far you've Amazing come. Amazing to me. <laughs> and then it, when I learn it, it's not all that difficult. No. But the learning has always been my problem. I'm not a good learner. I learn the hard way, and the hard way is the expensive way. And that's not the way you want to end up doing it. So if somebody's willing to help you along the way, take it, mm. especially if they've done it before or done it eight times. Uh, listen to what they have to say. So... Um, what is the financial cost? It depends how successful you want to become and how fast. So location and lease costs, location, 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 as Jonathan says, uh, the better location is more cost. So consider factors like rent, first, last, security, which is what they might demand right off the top of the bat. So that's three rents you're paying all at once the first time. Which is different than if you're renting a house. A lot of states don't allow tenants to charge, I'm sorry, re landlords to charge their tenants this first, last security, but it, when it comes to retail, it's a different ballgame. Yeah, the demand, in houses, they don't let that happen? There's very specific laws, uh, and they vary from state to state, but in, um, I believe it's New Hampshire, they can't take first, last, and a security deposit. One they can the do one or the other, okay. and the extra rent needs to be held in a, uh, a CD or an escrow that, that does yeah. uh, take interest. Yeah. Um, so uh, any upfront fees, surprises, uh, and there'll be plenty of them. 
that you'll, you'll be surprised and your state well, depends, your city depends on all these. You, you've got real legal costs too. Oh, yeah. You've got to, you know, decide if you're setting up as an S corp, how you're going to structure yeah. the whole company. Yeah, absolutely. You, you probably want to talk to accountants yeah. and they charge money. Yeah. And I think people often forget about you've got a technology investment too. Yeah. You know, if you want to be successful in the long term, you better get some computerization registers. You've got to be able to scan barcodes. Yeah. These days of setting up shop and let me put a count here in a in an open empty cigar box. Stickers on with the price. Right. Right. Again, I want to set you up for success that you could possibly succeed and make it here. Oh, insurance, too, is important. Yep. So size. My locations are, one of my stores, Seabrook, is 3,000 square foot. This store that we're in here is 6,000 square feet, and the Nashua store is 8,000 square feet. If I was starting out, I would start with 2,000 square feet. Hmm. So... Could you start with less? My first store was 200 square feet. I could not grow. I could not be successful. I, I operated for a Cigars year and a half. Cigars in the basement. It doesn't work. Yeah. I went to 500 square feet. doesn't work. Um, you need to do this properly, 2,000 square feet. That would be ideal. Uh, a little more is is nice that you got room for people sitting down and things like that. Uh, a little less. So 2,000 really square feet, you don't have a lounge at that point. This you, is retail you could, space. But Again, back to the Seabrook, it's 3,000 square feet. Could you do it in 2,000 square feet? You could. You could. Um, Lease rates um, for urban areas are typically the highest, uh, anywhere between $8,000 to $30,000 a year, um, or 2,000 square feet of retail space. You're looking for 2,000 square feet. Yeah, we're looking for 2,000 square feet. You're going to pay between... um, Eight thousand to thirty thousand per month hmm. in an urban area. So, if you're not an existing established brand name, that's why you see franchises and stuff mostly in places like that because they're already established and they can come out. You're going to do a startup at that. You can't do it. You could, but I'm telling you, it's too risky. Major metropolitan area: Los Angeles, Chicago, Miami. Major metropolitan areas, lease space can range from 4000 to 15000 a month. So you're coming down a little bit. Again, you're looking at a 2,000-square-foot spot. Suburban areas, Dallas, Atlanta, Denver, that type of thing. Uh, lease rates in suburban areas general are more moderate, averaging between Twenty five hundred to eight thousand dollars per month for the two thousand square feet. So now you're at as low as twenty five hundred. You don't want the worst thing either, but maybe anywhere between there, you're at five thousand or something. This is where I like to live around. That's where you again. I know your profit margins and, and what your your volume could possibly be. Uh, would you say Salem, New Hampshire, Nashua, suburban areas? Yeah. So that's where we are here. You go into the small city or town, Austin, Raleigh. Um, lease rates are more affordable, costing between fifteen hundred and five thousand dollars for a two thousand square foot store. Um, you're going to have to be a destination point at that point. Means there's not a lot of people that live around there. You're going to have to advertise your ass off to drive them there. So you're going to pay one way or the other. I tried that at the beginning, trying the smaller town, Everett, 
Somerville. Um, Still problem, just outside of Boston, mm-hmm. but you have to really make your presence known in that Boston Boy, area. I, I spent a lot of money on advertising, and it, you know I never did it again. I went, I went to, the, um, to the suburban area. Salem, New Hampshire, and then the next one was Nashua, and the next right. one was Seabrook because I said, okay, this is the answer. In, in the urban areas, you really have to think about parking, which was a, a challenge for some of your stores initially. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going directly in the middle, let's say um, between uh, $2,500 and $8,000 a month, uh, which is where I'm, I'm living about. And that can that can be dictated by the side of the street you're on. You want to be kind Absolutely. of look and see which side of the street you belong on for this this type of product. And there's, and there's little tricks of the trade. How much effort are you going to put into do, doing that? I'm going to tell you my sneak trick that I did. There's a McDonald's down down the street right here. I can see it from our parking lot. They spent a fortune to figure out that that's where the McDonald's goes. If you're in our Seabrook store, you can see the McDonald's. And if you go to a Nashua store, you can see the McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I let them do it for me. When I start looking around, there's a McDonald's. Okay, let me start look, looking around. Right. That They're investing that kind of money. They got to do a big, big volume to keep that thing yeah. going. Now, the reason I'm saying side of the street is when you get off exit one off of 93 here in Salem, New yep. Hampshire, and you take a right to head to Two Guys Smoke Shop, you, can pull you do not have to cross over traffic. <laughs> right. You can get right in. You used to. When Two Guys Smoke Shop was on the other side, the only way you'd be able to access it without crossing four lanes of traffic yeah. is to have come from the Methuen side, which is not exit one, and no. it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. So the, the, the move from across the street to here- we made doubled it exponentially easier for the customer to pull in. They didn't have to keep looking. And you know something? They didn't even see me across the street because no. they're driving. They're looking straight ahead, and they just see this side of the street. We moved across the street after being there for four years, and they said, "Wow, finally a cigar shop opened here." Yeah, I was there for four years directly across the street, and I couldn't be seen. And I was over here, and I, you know, I got a landmark location. That's what I, you try to look for—something that is, mm-hmm. is obviously visible. So uh, renovations now is the next thing. We get to renovations. You choose a space um, that can be fit to your vision. Costs include construction, interior design, flooring, lighting, and signage. And when you start looking around for a place like that, you're looking for something that has most of it already, you would hope. I looked at this sign. It's a very, very expensive sign that's out front, and I envisioned Here's where the cigar is going to go. Here's where the logo is going to go. And I'll put a cigar down here, and this is how it'll end up looking. Because to to we're talking a hundred thousand dollar no sign. easily. So uh, you need about ten thousand um, dollars for that retrofit, and that's on the low end. That, uh, that sounds low. Yeah. Um, so, in the two thousand square feet, how much of that should be walk in for boxes, right? Because I think a lot of people don't plan for having enough boxes of cigars. It's all, it's all going to depend on the state you're in that you say, okay, I can move lots of boxes. By the way, you can, and I can teach you how to sell boxes of cigars yeah. instead of singles. But, um, you know, the most valuable part of your store is your register and your humidor. Right. And where some stores say 80% of my store is a lounge, Wow, it should be the complete opposite of mm-hmm. that. 
80% should be a store and 20% should be a lounge. Or let's cut this in quarters, right? So maybe you do 25% as your lounge, 25% as your humidor, 25% as your, ca- as your cash wrap, and then you got extra room. And you, you got office, to, bathrooms. You have to think about this in terms of the 80 20 rule. The, the bottom 20% of your sales is going to come from that lounge. That is, you're going to be there. They're going to be in the 80 percentile as far as how vocal they are. But nobody they buy a cigar. That, they come in. They sit the, down, including the people listening to the show right now that are considering this because they go into a cigar lounge and they say, "I go there and I buy a cigar every single time I go in there." And we're good with the bulk of his store of his business, and and it's not true. We love you and appreciate you there very much. Uh, but while you're sitting there smoking your cigar. Maybe 10 different people came in and bought a box of cigars and left. So they bought 250 uh-huh. cigars to the one that you smoked in, during that in time. In the worst case, if you're parking constrained, they're occupying a very valuable right, parking for space. Hours. And, you know, in, in the front of our stores, it says 15-minute <clears throat> parking because we want that person to come in and go out. And then if you're going to stay for a longer period of time, we got plenty of spots I wish we had more, but we have what we have, and his spots for you to stay and sit down and right. smoke a cigar for a couple of hours or whatever you're going to do. So if you have, if you plan on putting in a lounge where people are going to smoke, you really need to think about the space you're renting, yes. right? Because you run into all kinds well, of so say landlord you get, issues. Say you say, I'm going to put a little lounge here. There's going to be 10 seats, and you have 12 parking spots. Mm. And you've got to park somewhere, too. And maybe you have a, a, a part-timer or somebody helping you at the beginning or whatever. You have actually no spots and for, an emplo- for, for a customer to come in. Well, that's not going to be good either. So I would say you're going to put six spots for seating so that only six people will be sitting there. And you've got some spots, at least a couple spots for a guy to come in, grab his stuff, and leave. And if there's two at a time or whatever's going, you're going to hope it's more and more and more yep. as time went on. I heard from retailers while the COVID thing was going on and the lounge was closed and they said, holy God, I never realized that the business is in and out. That's yep. the bulk of the business. Now, wintertime comes, it becomes more and more, especially in the Northeast, it becomes more of the people sitting sure, in. Sure, but in the sa- sales are down right. with that right. so you can afford it. Sure. Permits and licenses. Oh, really? You have to have a permit? You have to have licenses? <laughs> you, you're not going to believe how many of these different things that end up happening. And the, one of the hidden things uh, is, let's say they measure you and you can have uh, more than 99 people. You might end up having to put in a $120,000 sprinkler system because your occupancy right. ends mm-hmm. up being too high. Right. So you don't want the occupancy to be too high to bring you into another category. There's an easy way out of that, which is more furniture and fixtures. Correct. More inventory. So you buy inventory and you don't have to go for certain things. Uh, Speaking of inventory, uh, stock, a variety of cigars, related products, significant expense. It's going to be a lot of money, but it is money in the bank. The price of cigars don't go down, they go up. And you want to... You know, you have a first time that somebody's going to see that store that comes in. Fill it up with cigars. Pile them high and watch them (laughs) fly is what we say all the time. Minimum $100,000 worth of inventory the day you open. Minimum. 
$100,000 worth of inventory. We're talking about singles that have to be open and then boxes for them to purchase. And the days of, oh, I'll get them for you in a week or two is over because they're going to go to your competitor or they're going to go online. So you want to do this right? You need $100,000 to open an inventory minimum. If I was doing the store, it would be a minimum of $300,000, but I'm trying to keep this manageable. I opened the store with (laughs) $6,000. Me and my partner had $6,000 each. That's all we had, and we did it, but it was 1985, and it wasn't enough, and it was a big mistake, and I wouldn't do it again like that. I'm trying to get it so that you guys can succeed. Uh, We're about halfway there. But first, it's time to Ask the Dawn by Don Raphael Cigars. It's time to Ask the Dawn. <laughs> Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Don Raphael Cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Scooter writes, Dear Don, does the recent ruling with the FDA change the likelihood that cigars will one day be forbidden from online sales just like cigarettes? To me, the threat of online sales prohibition would be the main contributor in my decision to open a cigar shop here in California. If online sales became prohibited, then guys like me who don't have a local brick-and-mortar to buy cigars from will be screwed. If that's going to happen, then I'm going to be much more inclined to ignore all of your warnings about opening a (laughs) cigar shop and jump in with both feet. Until that day happens, I'll be your customer for life. Signed, Scooter. Okay, very interesting, because uh, some states already have it that, um, yes, we can send it within the state, but we have to pay the tax going mm-hmm. into the state. And some choose, there's some states that say already, you can't sell into the state. Cigarettes, by the way, you cannot sell from state to state, period. Why not cigars? I have no idea why they never did it. They tried a couple of times. There was a pushback to it. There was a, a total panic within the cigar industry that looked like we were going to lose this. And, and this was years ago. And we saved it. And it, yeah. it's still allowed. Well, a to, couple states clamped down, right? Is it Utah? Or? Yes, yeah. Uh, with, with And Utah only has two cigar shops in it. And yeah. you can't even ship into that state. So you would think, okay. They should be doing well. They should be doing well. But I don't think that's the case <laughs> either. Um, it, very, very interesting. Um Will will it come up again? Absolutely. This stuff com- comes and goes and comes and goes. If it ever happens, it, it's it's not good for the industry. You know, some people like retailers and stuff would say, I would like to see that happen. And therefore, um, it, it's going to be better for my business overall. No, you'll be Utah. You don't mm-hmm. want that to happen either. Um, if the states, if the, if the online guys have to pay within that state, the same tax you have to pay. Okay, you got a level playing field. Then, and then it becomes you, fair. Then you're going to out promote them, out customer service them, sure. out over over deliver. You're going to do all the positive things you can possibly do. 
and uh, there'll be a there'll be a big boom with of cigar stores uh, opening at that point. So now you have to worry about your competition because everybody's going to jump in as they did during the cigar boom of the nineties. Uh, we are smoking La Giana Havana Robusto. Uh, I smoke this cigar all the time. Nuttiness, creamy creaminess, component. yeah, uh, no pepper whatsoever. And I do it any time of day. It doesn't matter. It's not morning. Usually, I go to the Maduro in the morning. As mm. weird as that sounds, a little sweeter. A little bit sweeter. Yeah. yeah. Good with coffee. But uh love this cigar. If you go to my humidor at home, there's always these cigars here. Um, I just smoke them all the time. This is the ideal thing for me, so much so it's like I blended it myself because I did. Wow. And imagine 30 years later. Still, still the like same. It. Yeah. 30th anniversary comes ne- uh, 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next year. Like it? Too mild for you. Yeah, yeah, it's way too mild. It has a great flavor, and it certainly has a place. I don't smoke it often enough because of how mild it is. Uh, I, I, you smoked a very mild cigar this morning from the golf tournament. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Yeah. Oh boy, we won't say. What yeah, the we'll name leave was. the name. Famous <laughs> name. I haven't smoked it in years, and I smoked it, and I'm like, wow. Wow. Yeah, where's the beef? Yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I have the other half, ongoing costs. And then how much money should you expect to make? So we're we're spending uh, $100,000 just on inventory. And then there's all these upfront costs. How much do you end up with at the end of this thing? We'll get to that more. Stick around. We're live in the Toscano soundstage. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. In a world where the open road calls to the adventures, there is a cigar that pays tribute to a journey of resilience and determination. Introducing the Christoph Guardrail Cigar, a testament to the indomitable spirit of its founder, Glenn Case. The Guardrails Blend takes you on a captivating journey through the world's finest tobacco regions. 
Brazilian Maduro, Dominican binder, and a unique touch of Zimbabwe. This medium to full-bodied cigar offers a variety of flavors that will delight your senses. With notes of caramel, the smoothness of French roast coffee, and the allure of dry cocoa, the God Rail's complexity is unmatched. Whether you're celebrating life's victories or savoring moments of camaraderie, the Christophe Guardrail Cigar brings people together with its unforgettable flavor and creamy finish. Take your taste buds on a ride they won't forget. Experience the Christophe Guardrail Cigar today. Christophe Cigars, take them for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Hank Kellner and my son, Class Peter Kellner, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and Red. West Tampa, passion with a purpose. Hey, these uh, comments are coming in fast and furious. Yeah. There's no way I can keep up with it. You've got to help me on that if you've got questions to do it. But Oh, yeah. Well, there's a, a general theme here. Okay. You know, people are wondering how many of your decisions are data-driven, right? Ah, they they seem to think you're a gut kind of guy. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. I take all the information I can possibly, and I recommend they do too. You want all the information you can possibly get. At the beginning it was because there was nobody to talk to. And, and there was, was no computer system in the beginning. And I was, I was competing with competitors that would not talk to me. So, right. so that was it. It was all gone. Um, Mike, Mike DiPapino had something more specific about whether you keep track of your inventory, inventory turn in the retail stores, and do you have a minimum turn rate that you look for? Well, the accountants look for four. I hope for two. Uh, and uh, sometimes a little over, sometimes a little under. Uh, the reason for that, though, is there are a number of times where somebody says, give me four boxes of X brand, and I walk into the Going away for a month, give me four boxes. With my fingers crossed that, that I have the four, and I not only have the four, I have four more in case someone else comes in and needs a right, box. Right, right. And all of that is pretty carefully tracked. In order to ship to the stores. Correct. And, and, and when do you do it? You do it when the opportunity arises to overstock. 
So I want to be overstocked anyway, but I really overstock overstock when I go to a trade show. Like, it's funny that people have this, I'm going to a trade show and my budget is what I would normally do in that month or two or whatever they're trying to carry That's for. A mistake. But you got 20% off. You got to be kidding me. Um, borrow the money at 8% and buy a year's worth because you made 12 extra percent. So it's a mathematical, but you need you need to be able to have cash, or you need to have the balls to put your your house on the line and all this stuff. We'll get to all those type of yeah. things. Now I get, I just thought of an idea during the break of a show that we could do. What if we did a whole show where we had to have the cigar in our mouth the entire time? Maybe try it for an after uh, show. Be a, a bad audio experience. Yeah, I don't care. I don't listen to the show that way. I watch it. <laughs> but you can't even yeah. read lips effectively. When I probably couldn't pull it off. I could probably couldn't do it. I was just about to gag right there. I had to take it out. Yeah, Jonathan, I will tell you, when I worked in the store, there was never a time somebody came in and said they want, wanted boxes, and they weren't there. Right. You know, sometimes they come in and say, I need four boxes of this, and I'd say, well, let me... T- we got five. And, it's and like listen, magic. And you say, I have five. And the guy says, all right, I'll take them. <laughs> yeah, those types of sales opportunities only happen if you are overstocked. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you're it. starting out, though. So you're not overstocked. You don't have any customers yet. Huh. So you say, how deep do I want to go? So Scooter says if... 100,000 isn't much. If you talk with the cigar in your mouth, maybe you'll become more intelligible. Ah, maybe. Maybe all oh, of a sudden... Oh, it could go full circle. You become so unintelligible that you start making sense. Ah, okay. Okay. (laughs) All right, humidification for your humidor. We use cabinets here, so I need a humidifier for every single cabinet. It's going to cost you over $1,000 per cabinet. Say you need 10 of them, I would say, at least. Uh, That's $15,000. Or you build a room in the corner of a room, so you only need two walls because you already have two walls that are already built, right? And you're putting a door and a window on the one of the walls or on both and uh, shelving that's inside there and a humidifier in there. Either way, it's going to cost you about 15000 What I like about the long-term thing of the cabinet, we're talking about theft, happens far less because of it. The, the door has to open. The action has to end up happening. Um, it can happen anyway if you don't have proper people working the amount of people oh, i'm going to work by myself if you work by yourself you got to go pee once in a while you got to take your eye off you're waiting on this person you think you're saving money and you're losing money uh you're losing right. opportunities to sell somebody properly and all that so that comes comes down uh, to it then just, you're not even getting into the theft aspect yeah. of it which is real in all retail yeah. business and i'm trying to pull this off in, in a two-hour show I need two weeks with you yeah. uh, to, to say everything, but I'm giving you a short version. So, Scooter, if the shit hits the fan and you're going to open one, just just fly out. Yeah, here. yeah. Mm-hmm. Come, come on down. Uh, furnitures and fixtures, uh, display cases, shelving, cabinets, seats, tables, other fixtures. Um, let's say $10,000 on the low end. Um, when you start including, uh, you know, I want nice seats. And they're going to be three hundred dollars each, and you want ten of them. There's three thousand that ends up here, so um, you know it can be as much as five hundred thousand dollars. We just did the Nashua store 
Right. Just the lounge was $500,000 to remodel it. Even some of the expensive stuff doesn't have the durability that you'll need. Yes. So you really have to take that into account. But I'm going to go low on $10,000 here. Is the lowest end you're going to be able to pull this off. You need a POS system. Um, you can rent something like that, which is like $100 a month to have the POS system, or you're going to pay $1,200. Uh, per register lane. Yeah. And you need at least two register lanes because if one goes down, which happens, yeah. you need a backup. So I got down $1,200. It's probably double that, but let's go with 1200 And with that, you also need a server system. So you need you can have a PC that operates as a server or an actual server, but you're looking at another two grand for that. Your PC, um, your, your uh, insurance Count yourself in for, for remember, you're going to have $100,000 worth of inventory. You're going to have trip and fall issues. You're going to, you know, they sue anybody for anything. Figure yourself in for ten grand for insurances. Uh, utilities, your upfront cost is going to be about $2,000 because they're going to want, much like renting, uh, they want money upfront and, and things like that. Uh, employee salaries, you're paying the employee whether anybody comes in or not. Mm-hmm. You're an employee now. You know you get paid and you demand to get paid. Uh, you got to pay them no matter what, you, and you should. Uh, have at least two months available at all times for that. You're just going to have uh, maybe a part-timer or whatever, call it $3,000. I'm going as low as possible to get you started the right way. Uh, of course, we can do it expensive, and you, and if you have the means to be able to do it better than this, you should. You need a security system in there. It's way less than it used to be. For $1,000, oh, yeah. you, you're, in, you're in business. It used to be quite oh, expensive. Yeah. It was $1,000 per camera. I have 16 cameras in the store. When I opened it, $16,000 was was the startup now you'll do it for one thousand mm-hmm. so some of these things are better um but you need an alarm system also uh we're talking a monthly um that's mm-hmm. going to call out to and things like that um you need legal and professional fees let's go low and say another thousand dollars here but it depends how deep you want to get to this you're in business now at one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars you're not great you're average uh, but you're open, and you're ready to go at that point. Anything less than that, you are you're going to look bad. You're going to perform bad. I mean, you're just not going to get out of it for less than one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. So, all right, I spent the hundred seventy-five. How much extra money do I need? Right, you need right more. because I probably can't pay me, not initially. Maybe for three years. Right. Maybe for three years. You're last to get paid, by the way. Yep. And, and it was years for me. Uh, again, I did it wrong. Was it years for me to get paid from the Nashua store? It probably was, even then. Mm. But that was a long time ago, too. If, if I did another one, could I get paid not in a year, at least a year? Right. So you need more money just to live on. Yeah. And somebody would say, okay, my wife has a job or something. We can live off her while I'm doing the cigar store to get going. It's three years to break even at this stage where I'm at. Three years, you broke even. And then two more years uh, that you're, you're living in squalor, basically, if you were living off of it. And then it's showtime, which I'll get to. Can I rent a room at your house, Ed Sullivan? What, while you're opening it? Yeah. Well, you're going to pay for it, right? Yeah, I just want it real cheap, though. So, like, half a room, 
hundred bucks a week. Yeah, basement. Perfect. All right. So there's ongoing costs, though. I it's also not require over. cigars. It's. I'm not giving you cigars. No, no, I'm paying you rent. Uh. I'll look after your cigars for you, but you know they need to be I don't inspected. want you looking after <laughs> my cigars. All right, so there's ongoing costs. We're going to get to that. But first, it's the question of the week, and it's brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. That's right, Dave. The question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. The question this week is, would you say that your pet cat or your pet dog would be more likely to eat you if you died alone? I don't know if one's more likely than the other. Oh, there is a correct answer. There is a correct answer, huh? So the cat. It's the cat. Yeah. They go right in? You wait until you start smelling a little bit more like cat food, but they go in. But the dog could try to revive you a few times Yeah, he's going to lay down. He's Mm -hmm. probably going to die, too. He's not going to eat you. I don't think the dog eats you. Really? Well, you don't think you research this? No, I don't do any research whatsoever for the questions. No, you don't do it for the show either. (laughs) But that's beside that point. That's a horse of a different color. Um, Next week, we are talking evaluating premium cigars versus value cigars. What's the trade-off? Which one should you be smoking? We're going to dive into that. And uh, then on September 9th, that's the uh, No Ed Sullivan Show. I'm going to be in Italy. You're going to be in Italy, it's which is awesome. Italy, Italy, and uh, we're bringing Dan in from the other show, but we're talking Expo because I'm doing the Expo with him, well, and we'll t- tell where the plan is. I, I'm going to I'm going to have to watch it to figure out what's going on. That's right. Or maybe you call in. Uh, that might be possible. You know, it's six hours ahead, so yeah. I, I could do that. Maybe. maybe. I don't All right, know. We'll, we'll see if we get, uh, and you tell us what you're eating and how things are. The oh. You've never been, right? Oh, I've been. Oh, you've been? Oh, you haven't. I haven't. They have meatballs in Italy? They, I don't think so. Really? They have spaghetti? Of course yeah, they have. They got lots of pasta. They have both. I'm sure they have both. I'll, I'll be close. I, uh, uh, the, the last wedding I DJed, not my sister's wedding, the one before that, uh, they vacationed in Italy for their honeymoon. Could not find a meatball. Yeah. Really? Didn't look good enough. Could not find it's, a meatball. Forget poor, about... Poor Italian people in the U.S. made these meatballs. That's what it's I poor think, too. Yeah, yeah, it's poor people food. All right, so we're talking about opening a cigar store. I haven't even got to ventilation. If you're going to have a lot of people in that store, you're going to look for ventilation, too. That is not cheap to do it right. To do it right, but you're just starting out, and maybe uh, you're going to put the lounge area next to the windows, and maybe you're (laughs) not- Open a window. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you're not in a place where the weather is terrible, as it is up here all the time. Right. You don't have to go for, you know, crazy numbers that we go through. You really have to- Look at how strong your lease is when you're making those kind of capital improvements to somebody yes. else's property. Sure. sure. All right. We're looking at ongoing costs now. As a cigar shop owner, you need operating expenses. That includes your rent, utilities, office supplies, equipment maintenance, and other day-to-day operation needs. Uh, even if the business is slow, those don't go away. You still have to have those operating expenses, employee salaries and benefits. If you're offering health insurance for mm-hmm. you and for them, by the way, a lot of times when you do something for yourself as a thing, you're, right. you're forced to do it. So you need to understand and budget for that uh, properly. Marketing and advertising. When business is slow, you need to advertise and market yourself. But you need to spend money to do it. When business is good, you should be doing it also. Right. But... 
when business is bad and you sit there and wishing and hoping is not a plan. You have no. to have a plan of the, marketing and advertising. The other expense, if all of a sudden you're an employer, you've got to figure out how you're doing payroll, yep. HR potentially. So yep. there's a lot that goes with it. There's a whole bunch here. Um, inventory and supplies, physical product. You need to budget for that and keep your it going. This is the biggest problem I see with a lot of bad retailers that are out there, that they have customers that are on certain items, and then they buy something at a trade show, and their customer that's on the certain items, they just spent their money at the trade show, and there's an empty box of what this guy wants, and he comes, he comes in. Every week he wants it. He wants it all the time, and you are not providing it for him, and then you say, this guy isn't here anymore. He's not even my customer. It doesn't matter. He's not your customer because you <laughs> threw him out. You need to you need to secure those boxes for what they already do. And then sometimes you say, okay, I secured them, and the guy switched. He stopped smoking those cigars again. Yep. So these things end up happening. Uh, I remember I used to have a sign-up. We were happy to order any hard-to-get cigar for you, any brand. It doesn't matter what it is. Well, I would do that. I'm going back at the beginning. And then they didn't come back. They said, yeah, if you had Brand X, I would buy it from you. Okay, let me get Brand X. I got it, and the guy never came back because he gave me a shot, and yeah, your, that was your, the end of it. Your shot is the first shot. So either have it or don't have it. Get ready for it. Professional fees, the accountant is going to charge you all the time. The lawyers, um, the legal fees, it doesn't go away. It's ongoing. Uh, technology costs, when technology changes, you must change. <laughs> the software makes you do it. You know, you guys have a cell phone right now. After yeah. a while, it's obsolete. That happens to your computer systems. It happens to everything. Yeah, it's an ongoing cost. Just get a rotary phone and you're fine. There we go. Insurance, you need to have the insurance for liability, profits, damage, slips, and fall. This is something if you didn't do it, you're going to get wiped out if you get in trouble. Another thing is the heating system. What is What does your heating system use for heat? When we switched from um, electricity... To natural gas, yeah. What a game changer oh, yeah. that was! Not only did the heat come up faster, and it stayed warmer longer and cheaper, but it was way less money. But to, but it was an initial do, investment, right? So that those are things I try to do. So I bought this building, and I said, okay, let me change all the windows in here because they were terrible. They were old windows, and so it cost a fortune to do it. But I ended up getting uh, the, the heat bill went down in half right. because of it. So over a year and a half, it ended up paying for itself. Well, it takes a year and a half. Well, I'm, I'm here 25 years now, so I've paid for that many, many times and over. If money is no object, buy your own building. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Standalone. Yeah. That's a game changer because this was 25 years ago. It was a right. million dollars, right? Uh, license permits, they become yearly. These things come up. Uh, loan payments. And you should have a loan because that's your best money you could do. You don't put it on your credit card. You, that's insanity. Mm -hmm. Buying cigars on a credit card, it, unless it's a credit card you plan on paying off every single month like an American Express does, which I still right. do, and you got to pay it off every Wait. single month. You're not paying interest. But to pay interest at 20%, Mm -hmm. On a product that you're netting seven, 
It's crazy. You're loose. I mean, you just got no chance. And when I say net net, I'm talking after all expenses. That's what you should expect to right. end up coming. <laughs> Better guys end up getting into the into double digits, and worse companies that that don't know their cost of goods end up going uh, far below that. Which is why you really need to get the lawyers involved in the front end and set the corporation up appropriately, yes. or you may have personal liability Absolutely. that you don't. Taxes, well, you used to be an employer, employee and your taxes came out. Well, that doesn't happen when you're an employer and you pay your taxes or you go to jail. So you put your money away every single week. I used to have a separate account where sales tax went into this and this went into that immediately because I was afraid at the end of this thing um, it would come and I don't have it. What do you do? Stop borrowing money to pay your taxes? Can't do that. <clears throat> Transportation, if there's transportation, delivery costs, fuel costs, things like that, if you have to have an automobile for it. There's lots of positives owning your business mm -hmm. that you can put your business through it, and you're talking pre-tax dollars, that that ends up happening too. Subscriptions and membership, you want to be a member of the PCA, PCA. TAA. Yeah, you should, but there's membership fees that go with that stuff. Uh, continuing education. Business, and right now there's so much out there for free that you can get business uh, information, but you should. Um, I'm studying every single day. Uh, Ed just hooked me up, which I sent it to you this yeah. morning, of this business podcast I heard, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's from England, and this guy's excellent, and I'm like, you got to listen to this. <clears throat> and then it becomes time. If you're a 40-hour-a-week guy, this ain't for you because it's 80 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And there's no pay. At the end of this thing, if you end up doing it right, yes, you can become wealthy by doing this. But you've earned every single penny. And you hear me say it about these manufacturers and things. Certainly retailers, too. We earn our money. Yeah. It, I, it takes a long time before you're making more than you would have at McDonald's oh, for yeah. 80 hours a it week. It was 10 years. Yeah. Before and with my brother that was driving up here with me, we were opening after ten years the Salem store, and he goes, "I did the math. We could have worked at McDonald's and made more money <laughs> than what we just did after ten years. Yeah. Ten years of it." And on uh, Christmas morning, he was out there stripping the floors of the store because we were closed <laughs> before we had um, mm -hmm. Christmas dinner together. Uh, because that was the opportunity to do some painting or whatever right. we had to do. When everybody else is enjoying uh, the holidays, Fourth of July, it's, it's the only time you can do things it. in the store. The few times that we were closed because we were open seven days a week. Mm. Um, so if you are still want to be a cigar shop owner, you're obviously the, a sicko and you need to be evaluated. But, it, but it's me and. It's not everybody. This is not for everybody by any means. Uh, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. It isn't easy. Actually, it's very, very hard. It's very, very hard to do this. Really hard. That's what and, she said. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you want to do it, welcome aboard. Uh, I love it. I couldn't be happier that I did it. But um, it's certainly not for everyone. The majority fail. The majority of entrepreneurs fail because they... Think it's something different than it is. So that's why I'm telling you all this stuff because it's different than what you think. Oh, I saw Dave. He goes, sits in the lounge, and he's smoking cigars with the folks. I work seven days a week still. 
I'm in the building six days a week, and the seventh day a week, I'm with my bookkeeper for the day. And the bookkeeper is my wife, and we do the book, bookkeeping every day. What's that noise? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Um, so that's it. Uh, La Giana Havana Robusto, we're wrapping that up. You're down to the, to the end of it. Can, can I get you to become a Connecticut mild cigar smoker? Probably not. No? Um Listen, it's a it's a very good cigar. You it can, stays lit. I didn't have to relight it. You can All certainly you can certainly see the combustion line is very thin. It's aged wrapper. It's aged filler. I would like to say something nice about the manufacturer, but I can't. No, but they did a great job. They do a they great job. They continue to do yeah. a great job. It's an exceptional <laughs> cigar. I wish that it was stronger, but that's personal preference. Yeah. As far as me being able to recommend this to anybody that likes to smoke a mild cigar. It's so very rare that somebody says that just didn't hit my flavor profile. This is... Is it a three for strength? If that, yeah. It's a three. 2.7. Of course you um, <laughs> Although I'm in a little different camp. This is very good, too mild for me, but I like the angelic now and then. Which it's is just the same. It's, it's the little, same, but it's different, right? It's got that little... Ring of Maduro around it. If, the, if you're getting anything from that, but no, it's probably the sugar not. on the tip, yeah. you knucklehead. Yeah. That's what he likes. Yeah, I, I do occasionally like. I that. see you. I see you with and it. It that one in particular, the sugar fades pretty quick it on does. that cigar. And price wise, I mean, you buy and buy the box. It's seven dollars cigar. Seven twenty. Hard to get. Yeah. Hard to get nowadays. Uh, all right. When we come back, uh, okay, you opened. You're ongoing. How much should you expect to make all the fruits of your labor? What's it going to come down to? We're going to find out when we get back. Start working at McDonald's right now. There we go. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99. And you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take this? Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4, Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers.
You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and believe it or not, I am 62 years old. Well, to celebrate my 60th birthday, we wanted to come up with something really, really special. I went and looked at some of our oldest tobaccos that we'd grown in our farms from 2014 in Esteli, Nicaragua, and we found bales of fillers, 7th and 8th priming Lijero, just wonderful, rich, rich tobaccos, a dark, oily San Andreas wrapper, a great binder from Mexico, and then fillers from Jalapa and Esteli. This cigar is called the Rocky Patel 60th, looks like a dark chocolate, and tastes like a dark chocolate. It's got layers and layers of coffee, espresso, lingering spice. Uh, It is rich and decadent. You're gonna try one and you're gonna fall in love. This cigar got the number two cigar of the year in Cigar Aficionado, rightly so. I hope you enjoy it, I love it, and I promise you, This cigar is going to deliver everything you enjoy in a fine cigar. Some say cigars are all the same. It's just not true. It's you I have to blame. Well, I don't know, because what I know... There is a cigar called Aladino. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. They say authentic, so we're not confused, while the others say it's a word that's just abused. I guess that's so, they can't compete. At least I'm sure Aladino can't be beat. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Cigars uses authentic Corojo tobacco from JRE Tobacco. This is the greatest commercial you ever heard. Yeah. This is Nelson Afronso from Selected Tobacco, the company who made and manufactured Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa black, white, and red passion with a purpose. 
And uh, we are going to light up a cigar today, but I have to make note of Josh from the Diplomat Cigar Shop uh, in New Hampshire. He's part of the CANH, the Cigar Association of New Hampshire. He was with us uh, at the golf tournament yesterday, and he said, I have something for you. And this is an empty cigar box that he found, and he said... Oh, isn't that nice of him to give you an empty box? It's 100 years old. It's at least 100 years old. 100. Uh, This is the Byron, um, a box of Byron. Um, Regina, Regalia, what is that? Regalia. Regalia Mm -hmm. Americana. um, Colorado Claro, box of 100. 100? 100 cigars came in this box. Well, they must have been thin. Maybe give it to Jonathan. I I'm going to give it to Nelson Alfonso. That's where that's well, going. I meant just Yeah, he doesn't mean moment. will it to me, you jackass. Let but, me hold it up to the camera. But he, look at this. This is from, it went to uh, Geo Haywood, Keene, New Hampshire. Factory number 13 uh, to state of New York. So I don't, I don't know what, what that means. And the manufacturers in the United States hereby, again, it's ripped, so I can't see all these things. But... Uh, that's a uh, box of Byron from um, it. There's anywhere, the label that he can't read. Yeah, because it's ripped. Anywhere between 1850, which is when Byron came out, 1850, hmm. and 1933, when it went out um, because of uh, the economy in the United States, uh, and it went down. So you're talking, um, you know, probably at least a hundred years old. It could be as little as 90, I guess. Uh, if this was at the tail end, but uh, at least 90, as much as 125. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we smoking? Well, as luck would have it. Yes. Cigar number two is the Byron 1850. Why 1850? Number four, five by 50. Can I read? Yeah, I'm my- asking you why would it be 1850? Can I? You have the answers? Can I read this? Yes. Well, you you don't like being interrupted. Okay. No, but this is a known fact, and you do it all the time. All right. The Byron 1850 line was created in anticipation of celebrating 175 years of the Byron family line and shares a distinguished portfolio with a current line of luxury brands called Alfonso, Atabe, Byron, and Bandolero. Selected Tobacco started with the vision of Nelson Alfonso to offer the market cigars that are aged with a purpose. All selected tobacco lines are placed into cedar-lined rooms after they are rolled, and the cigars are cleaned as they age with cedar notes. After four years in cedar, the Byron 1850 line ages in a separate room comprised of virgin French oak, the very same oak used to mature Chateau Lafitte Rothschild wine. Virgin. A single will set you back $42. Wow! A box is just $1,049.99. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retail store that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Hmm. This is expensive. Yeah. From a $7 cigar to a $40 cigar. Do you think it's too nice for us? I had the box. We have to Mm -hmm. smoke it. All right. I'll do it. We have the box. And... uh, it couldn't be this cigar fit inside the box, but 
I couldn't get a hundred of them. You would be able to get a hundred. It would have to be considerably thinner. Thinner, yeah. Mm. Okay, it's time like to cut our cigars. Short official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all of the brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. I'm going to have information soon on the Perdomo uh, 30th brand launch that we're going to have right here. Um, worldwide launch? Worldwide launch. Just being very careful with the cigar. You have to be. Fruit by the foot gum is the cold draw. Just Fruit telling you by right the now. Foot? What did you say? Mm. Fruit by the foot? Yeah, yeah. It's With, like those fruit roll-ups, you know, but the, the pressed fruit. No, that's the, no, it's fruit-striped gum. That's what I'm going for. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Not fruit by the foot. Fruit-striped gum. Which one? What color? No, that's, that's the one. They're all the same. Yeah, it's just colors. <laughs> well, it's I the one that has the, the stripes color. in it. The red color or the orange? No, it's all Green? No, you got to mix them. To, it's oh, brown. They're all the same. <laughs> They're different colors. Though. Yes, but they're all the same. They're you can, I can detect a, a, a remnant of the cedar and a remnant of the oak as well. <laughs> Charlie Patera says, make sure Dave doesn't shine up that box like he did with his old I coins. know, I know. Oh, my God. Then we'd have another story we could listen to 47 I'm, I'm, times. I got a call into uh, Nelson Alfonso on Monday. I'm going to show him what I got and ask him what he want me to do with it. I've got a feeling I'm going to be shipping that to Spain. We're going to light our cigar today with the Intimidator by Vertigo, featuring four jets, a color-changing flame, Ooh. and that flame is fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. The neck of this lighter will bend, so it's a little more comfortable in your pocket and also aids in the uh, accuracy of the lighter. Easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of $29.99. That is the Intimidator by Vertigo. This is the most full-bodied Byron, I would say, of all Byrons. Uh, it's even stronger than the uh, Poema. Oh, yeah. It's good, though. If La Giana was a 3 or 2.97, whatever you got to, um, this is an 8. 7.6. What are you looking at? I just... You make these ridiculous claims. <laughs> you haven't even got an inch into the cigar yet. There's zero I, I, strength that's hit I your palate. I smoked a box of these already. And uh, I know the cigar. And, by the way, on the other show, which, by the way, you're not even allowed to be on anymore. Oh, yeah. We were told that... Uh, we, who, somebody who, wrote in. Who told you? They that? said they, they it's said, a lectin-free zone. Yeah, on. I will... I will go on that show when and if I want. No one can tell me otherwise. I have chose to stay off the show. You weren't invited. Until, yeah, you're not until invited. you people get your act together. You're not invited. Stop this one draw, says the law or whatever the That's hell why it is. we're good at it. We can do We can tell. We can do no. a full review on it's, one draw. It's dumb. <laughs> well, we're going to keep it up because that's <laughs> what we do. All right. How much did you expect to make? In year number one, you own the cigar shop. I'm going to say it's a negative number. Don't quit your day job, uh, and you better have reserve capital to be able mm -hmm. to pull year one off. It's going to be brutal. And that doesn't matter that it's busy right off the bat because we did um, the Seabrook store. We did a million 
I believe, on the first calendar year, mm. uh, which is a big number for a cigar store. Um, no money, no profit, because the problem is you have to rebuy the product that's in there. You now have people on these things, and you have to have these growing pains that are going to go on. Well, also, you're you're not just you're not replacing just a hundred thousand dollars worth of product. If you make a little bit, you need to invest that money into more product. The hundred thousand is the bare minimum just to get you started. You now have to use that was, business yeah. to grow the inventory. Absolutely. So it's going to take you three years to get your money back. I told you, right? If you have a loan, um, you want your inventory to grow, but you want to pay your loan back also. Uh, so there's going to be a little juggling act. Okay, I'm going to pay some of my loan back, but I'm going to buy more inventory. So you're going to keep going back and forth. If no loan, if you... Uh, uh, you have that kind of capital on you, $175,000 or more to open the cigar shop. Um, then you're going to go into advertising and uh, more inventory and grow mm-hmm. your business. You're going to add things. You're going to say, I wish I could add things on the wall. I wish I could have had things, things you didn't do. These things are going to end up happening. Uh, after that first three years, year four and five, now you can start squeaking out profit. And I say squeak out profit because that's how it's going to be too. Uh, if you get through the five years, congratulations, you did better than 88% of startup businesses. Imagine that, 88% don't make it to year five. So this is a roll of the dice, but it's, it's an educated roll of the dice, and it's a you are betting on yourself and know that you're going to do it. But you got to be honest with yourself. If you say, no, I want to take a vacation every year. I want to do this. I want to do that. I like my uh, football games and take the weekend off. And just forget it because there is no possibility. You're going to be one of those 88 percenters because somebody said, I think I can take a couple of days off a week. You can't. You can't to succeed. But after year 10, you are an overnight success. That happens mm. as manufacturers. That happens as retailers and business owners that end up happening. The money starts coming in, and now you can become wealthy. You can start building money because that's what you have is a money-making machine at that point, and you can but start making money. The problem is the people who aren't in the business are looking at the 10-year places and saying, oh, look at all the money. I could do that. They're at not, 10 years, right. At 10 years. Yeah, look at Two Guys Smoke Shop after 38 years and say, I can do that. You can do that. You can buy Two Guys Smoke Shop, mm. but it's not going to be $175,000. That's the problem of somebody that did, did, did all the hard work. And you can weigh that out. That you, right. When you see a manufacturer like Scandinavian Tobacco, they could come up with their own brand, but they bought Alec Bradley. Why did they do that? Because he did all that 10-year stuff. In 20 years, he did 20 years worth of it, and they say, okay, he did all this stuff. He had to eat the ramen noodles for years and all this stuff. We're not doing it. We want to buy something already established at that point. I might have to be out if ramen noodles are involved. Yeah, that's right. Oh, lectins? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gluten, Uh, too. (laughs) Being an entrepreneur requires a unique combination of traits, skills, and a mindset, passion. So you say, I love cigars, I am passionate. Are you passionate about business? Not the cigar itself. You have to be passionate about the overall business part. You have a vision. Entrepreneurs have a vision that they want to achieve and they are driven. 
by themselves. It's not the boss telling them to get up and go. You automatically do it to yourself. You're a driven person. Resilience. An entrepreneur's journey is filled with ups and downs. Entrepreneurs bounce back from failures, setback, rejection. A lot of rejection. A lot of bad stuff that ends up happening. You have to be able to bounce back. You have to be risk-taking. I don't bet on sports. I don't go to the casinos and bet. I don't buy lottery tickets. I bet on myself. And that's calculated risk-taking. Very, very calculated. Somebody uh, that asked the question of, do you look at analytics and the numbers of there? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's how you're deciding whether to get that another $100,000 loan to buy inventory. You go into a trade show, maybe million-dollar move. Put the house up again. You know, and, and have actually the wife that's going to accept these kind of moves that are going to happen. Are you a problem solver? An entrepreneur's identifies problems and finds innovative solutions. They're creative thinkers. They have different perspectives of how they look at things. Are you that type of person that on your way walking to your store, you're looking around and seeing the problems? Oh, I'm it's, different, all right. You, you, you see that it's negative to me as my manager. I come in and I say, Oh, there's a sound coming from the yep. thing today. This, this, this. is. I'm, I'm actually looking for problems. Mm -hmm. What a way to live your life, but that's how you have to you live have your to. life. Self-discipline. Entrepreneur needs to manage their time uh, effectively, set goals, and work diligently. Leadership. If you're going to have employees, you have to lead them by example. Uh, financial literacy. That is so, so important that they're illiterate of finance that you would put something on a 20% credit card and you have the possibility of a loan that you could get for 6% on your house, but you choose the credit card because you say, I don't want to put my house up. Well, you just lost 14%. You're not even going to make 14%. It's, it's crazy of, of, of the literacy to understand this, and you might as well learn it before you even get in. Market knowledge. You have to know this industry. What you buy, why you buy it, not because the customer tells you to. You need to know before the customer well, and, asks you. And even even a step beyond that is the panic that set in when the pandemic first hit and you had the cash reserves to be able to float things like payroll. Yeah. And there were no customers coming in because it was curbside. So we're bringing the stuff out to them in the, the, the dramatic drop. But at no point did you panic. No, you never had seen curbside before, but you had seen ups and downs in the industry and understood that this was just a down and it will rebound yeah. and it did rebound. Yeah. Um, communication, effective communication to your customers, yeah. to your suppliers, to your employees. Uh, persistence. Building a successful business takes time and effort. It's not going to happen overnight. And if you're the guy that looks at the clock and says, oh, quitting time's in five more minutes, entrepreneurship isn't for you either. It's the phone call to say, I'm going to be late again tonight, again, again, again. Um, it's important to note that entrepreneurship is not limited to a specific age, background, or experience level. I almost believe you either have it or you don't. Yeah. Um, you still want to be, uh, to own your own cigar store, and, and try to have a successful cigar store. Um, 
Of course, you can do it cheaper than what I said, but to be successful, I think that's a minimum, the way you have to end up doing it. And if you're going to come in real low, you have a really good chance of being one of those 88 percenters that don't make it because you didn't have enough working capital to end up doing it. So save your pennies, build your money up so that you can possibly do it the right way and have a better chance of success because of starting out. And I know a couple of uh, cigar shop owners that are listening in today that started off on a low, low budget like me, but they did it recently. And here they are four or five years into it and they're just coming out of it and stuff. Wouldn't have been nice to start the right way. And they got there. They're going to end up getting through it and stuff. But, oh, my God, that is very brutal. Three and a half years, I had a night job while I had two guys smoke shop. (laughs) Do you know what would be really nice right now? What? Is if we found out what the boners thought of this cigar. The boners? Did they smoke the cigar? Yeah. Oh, what they think? This is the uh, so. Let's talk about uh, what we're smoking, uh, which is the Byron eighteen fifty. That's why we did it, right? That's why yeah. we smoked this, not the box, because I had the box. What a coincidence that was! Wow, it, incredible. Uh, this was one A, one A. This was one A, and I'm not going to read it since it oh, is I available. Think, I think uh, I speak for everyone in the chat box and listening on the podcast. Thank Christ. It's available on the cigarauthority.com for people to read. So I'll just So we gave a 40 something dollar cigar out. Two of them. Two of them. They got they got two for twenty dollars. Huh? That's a deal. How do you do that? Volume. That's <laughs> how you do it. <laughs> no, you can do these things once you've built up enough wealth to be able to pull this shit off. And you know, just so the other folks the other boners are not upset. These are stars. Oh, the other stars. I just like that it, we made it a full five minutes before he corrected <laughs> that it's not boners. Um, uh, Dave is keeping track of this. So if you didn't get, you know, the highest end stuff this time, over time, yes. it's going to work out for everybody who's participating. Uh, again, the thing that surprised me a little bit was the strength rating, which came in at Really straight medium, 5.57. It's medium plus. I would give it about a six. Yeah, I'd go a little higher than that. And I'd uh, go eight. Yeah. So six, seven, eight is what the odds. So the answer is seven. But they say 5.5. Yes. Again, they don't know what this cigar is. No. No. But it even looks like it's kind of strong. It does. Yeah. You know, I think uh, for somebody who is a fuller bodied smoker, and they don't smoke a lot of other things. Sometimes they'll skew a little down in what it should be across a broad range of cigars. Right? Yeah, try to be honest with the, you don't know what it is, and try to be honest with. You think people are lying? Some, they want to play like they're a tough guy and say, "Oh, it's just medium or something." If it's strong, say it's strong. You don't know. You don't know what it is. What's your feeling of it? Well, I smoke strong cigars all the time. Yeah, I'm going to put this at a six, and you're saying it's wrong. They said five point five. So it's pretty are. fucking close. These are these are amateurs. I'm a professional. I'm saying as a, my professional opinion, it's a six. They and, came in a little light. And Ed says seven, and he smokes way more than you do. And I say eight, and I smoke more than you. Hmm. Get. Ed Sullivan may get one more cigar in than I do because he's up at three thirty. He may get one more, but I'm up later than he is, and I get it on the back end. So I think Ed Sullivan and I are pretty close. Well. That may be. yesterday. 
Anyway, I had, I had a thousand to, yesterday. So, so what was the rating? Do you say the rating or no? The rating was ninety point seven two. Ninety point seven two. Now, because uh, so, I'm going with the accurate numbers here. This right, is, a little bit. And I take the highest and the lowest away. So yeah. So this came in, I think, a little bit less than Raphael's cigar. Wow. And <clears throat> you know, I've seen some back and forth. Well. Are these going to be the real? These are the real numbers. These if Dave was going to cook the numbers, he would do this it would on been, this. This cigar. would be the one to it's cook it. Whatever on. it is, and, 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 and the rating is what it is, and the the review um, taste profile that, of what they say. They say it it tastes cedary or whatever it says. Right, it's what it is. And you know that that's why this is probably the most reliable thing out there right now. You know because you're not giving the rating. So yes, if a manufacturer doesn't like it, it's not on you. It's it is what we've it only is. done three so far, and nobody's called me on the phone to bitch. And if I did three myself, somebody would have called me. Probably all three would have called me and bitched yeah. or or said thank you. It's not me. No, it's you guys. And it's the stars of the Cigar Authority. You See? bunch of boners. Well, Scooter says we boners are tough graders, <laughs> <laughs> and they did are. Scooter, do this one. I don't know if Scooter was yeah. in this one. All right. Anyway, thank thank you to them. I, I'm enjoying looking at as it's coming through anyway, but you need to go to the cigarauthority.com and see the review, and you'll see their taste profile. And I mentioned the people that actually were the ones uh, that were in it. That, by the way, that gave their rating in time. Right. So there's a guy in one rating, I don't know if it was this one, that um, – I only got nine of them because the other one came in after the fact. So you got till the end of the month to get us. That's all of it. I just need you to tell me if any of these flavor notes were there. Uh, I'm getting 70% cocoa with a little lemon zest and a sprinkle of gray salt from the Mediterranean Sea. Gray salt. No, I think it was pink salt. I think there was. I think there was a pink salt in there. (laughs) I mean, I'd give it to him. there was. Um, Dark espresso. You know where I think you have to go right now? It's into the confessional, because right now it's time for the confessional, brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for the confessional. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? Jonathan, we got some citrus in there. We've got salt. All right. And what else did you? A little chocolate, like 70% Oh, yeah, the chocolate. chocolate. So why, why are you asking? You're not going on to the CigarAuthority.com and reading the review to he, see? He's I'm not a good reader. I'm tasting the cigar right now and giving my flavor notes. Nobody cares about yours. You're not one of the stars. You're a boner. I am a boner. <laughs> the following message was sent directly to me. Sometimes when I reply to somebody, they save my email, and uh, I encourage people to have conversations with me off the air. Oh, God. Why would you encourage that? Hey, man, I hope you're doing well, this person writes. Mm. You use the expression man? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, no chance to get on the webpage, but here it goes. 
A few years ago, when the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl of the Mohames era, I was watching the game at a friend's house. I took cigars to share. He saw, oh, and saw he pulled out an Aladino Corojo Reserve. Corojo. I know what he's talking about. How do you like that? I asked he doesn't. Him, no. He doesn't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I asked him if I could have one, and he gave it to me. And I smoked it, even after he told me it was his last one. Oh. I apologized after the fact, and he said, no biggie, but I deserve to be punished for this. And I, I agree. Yeah, you even know how to pronounce Mahomes. Mayhomes? The Mayhomes era, was it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, is he some sort of golf player, or does he play goalie? Yeah, he's a goalie. All right, so we need a pen. Oh, jeez, that's uh, archery. Right. Is he an archer? Yep. Do it. Oh, for the love. Who, who does that? For your penance, smoke two Churchills, three Robustos, all Saint cigars this week. It's a five pack. Do we see them order this after we do give them the penance? And they oh, should, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they they all do it. <laughs> they all do uh, it. Something to note on this, beyond the combustion line being absolutely non-existent, there is no black area. It goes from ash, there's a shiny little sliver, and then it's tobacco. So this wrapper certainly has been worked. But if you look at the foot, as the cigar tobacco has combusted, it is completely white to gray. There is no black soot. That means that the tobacco has been worked properly and completely. Five years post-age. Yeah, it's definitely. But it was, it, this was old tobacco when the cigar was made, for I sure. I wonder how strong it was then. It was probably a strong cigar. If it, if it maintains an eight now at this point, it was probably a ten. At an that eight. Point. He just jumped I, up another two I points. was eight. He was seven. You were six. It's definitely Himalayan pink salt. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go to break. Uh, Eric Newman asked me to make a jingle for him, and he would see if this could become his next commercial. He was a little hesitant. He was hesitant, but I took it under my wing because I'm an entrepreneur, and I go forward with it. So I made one. I'm going to play it when we come back. And plus, we have some uh, letters in the mail bag we got to get to. I don't even know what you guys are talking about, so I'm looking forward to this train wreck. I got got a jingle coming, so stick around. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Introducing Blackened Cigars, M81 by Drew Estate. A dark, bold, and unapologetic cigar collaboration. My job is all about taste. So when James mentioned he wanted to create an exclusive cigar, I was stoked. Like Metallica, Drew Estate has some of the most hardcore fans out there. I've known Rob Dietrich for years. And when he approached me to collaborate on this, we couldn't be more excited. I mean, Metallica, Black and Whiskey, and Drew Estate, what could be a better passion project? We all came up with the vision of what a blackened M81 cigar would look and taste like. M81, Metallica, formed in 1981, as you can see right here, just so I don't forget. (laughs) And now you won't forget because it's on this. We needed to craft a cigar unlike anything in our portfolio. One that would take cigar fans on the deepest, darkest, heaviest journey into the mystical world of Maduro. Full-bodied with notes of espresso, leather, and dark chocolate. Wrapper 
a binder, a filler that is all Maduro, and they are all grown in separate places. You talk about a heavy leaf cigar. This is beyond passion. This shit is straight amplification. Blackened Cigar M81 by Drew Estate is bold, rich, and powerful enough to satisfy the most experienced cigar connoisseur, but also balanced that new cigar lovers can enjoy its tantalizing smoking experience as well. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision with Miami Cigar and Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Havana wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. And the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa black, white, and red. West Tampa cigars, it's passion with a purpose. 
And you heard Eric Newman. That's Eric Newman from J.C. Newman Cigar Company. We had him on. Was that the week before last? I think it was last week. Last week. It was last, last week. week. Wow, yeah. the time flies. Um, yeah, I jumped on it right away because I'm an entrepreneur. I get to it. Now, mm-hmm. I got a prediction. I think that you did this on Tuesday because you were in an unusual, unusually good mood Tuesday. You were like almost skipping around. Really? Like I you had enjoying, a secret. I'm thinking of becoming a jingle writer now yeah. at this point because I can do jingles. And I, I don't start a whole company. I don't jingle. think you should say that you can do jingles just yet. Yeah. I, you, you've well, written a couple that have worked on this show. And Well, this will be for this show, who, too. Who helped you with this one? The musical inspiration for this. James. My grandson, oh, James, helped me with this. And, and I brought he reviewed it, home. it multiple he, times. He reviewed it, and I showed him how to press the button <laughs> on the phone. He listened to it 10 times in a row till I couldn't take it anymore and took it away, and he wasn't happy about it. He wanted to keep listening to it because he liked it, and he's probably listening right now. But I hope Eric Newman from J.C. Newman and he, he, all his marketing people are around. Oh, boy. I, I kind of hope he listens to it by himself now that I know more so of the backstory. A, they have a brand called El Baton. Yeah. And I think that's the one that needs attention. We smoked attention. it last week. Great cigar. Yeah. And needs more attention. The El Baton on the bus goes round so and round. Is this the song? This would be the one to replace the... Um, Brickhouse? Brick, no, we're doing... Uh, Diamond Crown? Diamond Crown, which right. has been sitting there for a long the, time. The golf one? Yes. Yeah. So let, let's hear it. <laughs> All right. Brace yourselves, people. Now, it's just a little little introduction to get you in the mood to it. We'll clean it up after. This is very rough. Done. But just getting you ready. It's festive, right? Was it a DJ intro? Oh, here yeah. it goes. There's a cigar in the shop called Elberton. 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 There's a cigar in the shop called Elberton. Cut and light one now. Elbaton cigars are handmade premium cigars from Nicaragua, created by the J.C. Newman Cigar Company. Expect a smooth, hearty smoke with a little spice and a great value. There's a cigar in the shop called Elbaton. 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 There's a cigar in the shop called Elbaton. Cut and light one now. I'd like to weigh in on this, if I may. You may. It's genius. It is. <laughs> it is genius. I know it is. I was expecting uh, absolute travesty. Uh, it is a little rough. It needs to be cleaned of up. Of course. The audio a little, but yeah. I think that well, this just, is- Just did it on his phone. On my phone. absolute slam dunk. And yeah. I think you can call yourself a jingle writer Okay, now. I'm a jingle writer. Uh, I'm on board with this. Bingo says, holy Filipino karaoke. Cappy <laughs> <laughs> uh, C says they're getting worse and worse. Oh, I disagree. No, that is the best one. Mike D. Papino says the hair on his arms are standing straight All up. that matters is what Eric Newman and his staff think no, about the, it. The hair standing up on your arm means that you're about to go buy one. Well, it worked. Ryan Seneca says his neighbor's dog just simultaneously howled and took a dump. Here's the thing. So I let Ed hear <laughs> it. Of course, he had to cheese. hear it. And he came in the store the next day singing it. Yeah. So that's what you want to happen. That is an effective commercial that makes you remember it. 
So we're going to see. It's going to be up to we them. We already have people in the studio audience singing it. That's right. Yeah. Two of them are going to buy Elbert one Tron. when they there leave. We go. So uh, you got a prize to give away? I certainly do. Uh, this week, the best email of the week is brought to you by the fine folks at Aging Room Cigars, Raphael Nodell. They're giving away a hat, a Bluetooth speaker, and a journal, a personal journal. There's blank pages with lines, yep. a place to put your pen. Yep. Uh, do you they, know for a fact there are lines in it? I have this. Yeah, yeah I you use have it. it. I use it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All the, the mean stuff that Dave says to me, you and write does it to me, down. I write it down. And then yeah. when you're crying, are there, is tear stained? Oh, yeah. Age? Very it's colorful. Very absorbent paper. <laughs> very colorful. You got the red and you got the yellow bright. Nice. Is there any chance there's lotion in the speaker? None. Well, uh, you know what? The place to hide the lotion would be if you cut out some of the pages. You could put a little personal size oh, lotion in the journal. Secret compartment. I haven't gotten that far. I haven't written a lot of stuff in it, but I do write things. Yeah. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And David writes, and, and this was not the only email of its kind, but David was the longest one. Mm. Oh, so we went with the longest? I did. Uh, cigar health impact studies. Could you give all the listeners a listing of the scientific resources you often cite regarding the safety of cigars, the lack of health impact, how much nicotine one gets from smoking a cigar, that cigars are not addictive, etc. Thanks. Big fan of the show. And that's signed David. You can go right to FDA now. It's the most recent, but we would normally take you back to monograph number nine. But you can go right to FDA now because they found the same thing, and it's one after the other after the other. The cigar industry has put a, put it out a bunch of times, but everybody looks at that as you know self-serving, so it's not going to work. But. And you can Google the FDA studies. The FDA studies, they did three of different ones in 2015 to 2016, and they mined the same data from monograph number nine. So you can just go to the yeah. OG uh, study. That's what it's called. It is 750 pages. You really, you can skip over most of it and just go right to the end where the charts are. And that gives you all of the stuff that we say on the show yeah. that the um, alkalinic nature of the cigars allows a small amount of nicotine to pass through your cheeks. The lowering of uh, all causes of death by way of COPD, lung cancer, coronary heart disease, those all drop at one to two cigars a day. All that data is in that study. You can put your head up the bull's ass, but you can take the butcher's word for it, right? I don't, <laughs> folks. I just, have no idea what the hell he said. Well, he's I'm obsessed saying, with cows lately. No, I'm just saying you can believe us. It's what we're saying is true. You can. I think do, the do quote everything. you're looking for is you can get a good look at a T-bone steak by sticking your head up a yes. bull's ass, or, or you, you could take, take the, the butcher's bull. word for right. it. Right? Yeah, it's Tommy Boy, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a bell for it. How's that? <laughs> That's David. Following message was submitted through contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. And Chris writes with respect to reviews, Mr. J, with your primary adversary now in the ash heap of history, I should probably issue forth an epic insult, but I like you. And frankly, what? I'm not sure how much power you have over the boners, and I don't want to get fired. I thought I would ask you what you guys think of the reviews so far. Not only as feedback for those of us who participate, but also it might be of general interest to the whole audience. Those who hope to get involved at some point, as well as those who are just curious whether the core geeks are any good at it. Love the show and enjoy the challenge of trying to develop the skill of blind evaluation. 
Well, what I was going to do was wait for two review cycles to go by, so we had eight, maybe ten mm-hmm. reviews in, and then actually do a show and talk about what it is, because every, these are still people that did it only the first time they ever did it. And uh, I think they're hard reviewers, which I like, that I don't want them you know, loving everything that they smoke or whatever. They're smoking blind. It ain't easy. We've been doing it for a long time, and it ain't easy every single time we do it. So uh, we'll get to it for sure to turn that into a a show and uh, not rip them apart, but say how we feel differently maybe of uh, what it is. But uh, all in all, so far, good. Three for three, um, good. We we got ratings from 88 to 90. That's where we're at right now, right? Yeah. 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 the hell is this? This just in. I don't know what. Died on this day. Who died today? Bob Barker. Oh, wow. He was 99 years 99. young. 99. Mute your pets, right? He wants pets. Yeah. Get the pets muted and stuff. Uh, people too. Or neutered. Not, not necessarily muted. <laughs> neutered. Bob Barker. He just died. That would be 2023. <laughs> Just now. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Time Vincent writes through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. Here is how to get new cigar smokers. I'm interested. Uh, just finished last week's show. Being a 32-year-old cigar smoker, I was looking forward to hearing the ideas on getting my demographic into cigars. I enjoyed learning about Mr. Newman and J.C. Newman cigars, but I have to say y'all missed the mark without a single... Solid suggestion on how to grow the cigar consumer base. Oh, I think we got some good stuff because he's he's the one with the museum and he's going to build the thing across. Uh, experience. That's what bats, you guys want. Uh, I don't know how the bats fit in. But. They're in there. Batman. That's At popular with that. Point. You should tell Dave to shut the fuck up it and let you say finish that. this email. <laughs> it says it says it in black and Go. white. Uh, however, this email is not to air my grievances, but provide you with three recommendations on how to grow your younger consumer base. Number one. Cost of cigars. As prices increase, you're increasing the barrier of entry into the pastime. Mm-hmm. For comparison to the whiskey market, where a bottle of high-end bourbon or scotch is approximately $100, coming down to about $5 per 1.5-ounce serving, the average price of high-end cigars is looking about three times the entry point. No. If a younger person is looking to get into a new hobby, high-end whiskey is more approachable. And this industry-wide issue I am seeing being a consumer. Manufacturers have to stop driving up the price if they want to grow a consumer base. I, I, I will agree say, they got to stop driving up. But, but the cigar experience lasts longer than your one whiskey. True. And you can get a really decent cigar for $5. Mm-hmm. Uh, two. Can you get a decent whiskey for... $30, $50? Yeah. Okay. So he's at a $100 bottle. So he's on. He's high That's end. That's a high end. Right. But you so, can get a decent bottle. Do you want to get yourself into a but scotch? He's, compa- you can go he's comparing Ray. a high end <clears throat> scotch. So we got to, you know, maybe he's right. He's going to mm. be into the teens to try to pull that off of an equivalent of a cigar. So I get where he's at. Okay, go ahead. I'm glad you get where you, you're at, because right. I have no idea what you just said. Uh, number two, five-count boxes with humidity packs. This would promote giving a box of cigars as a gift and help transition singles buyers to box buyers. Remove the barrier of needing a humidor 
and would be a product that anyone would be happy to receive. Well, they get the little plastic bags because the box, say, costs $7 for that box, and you've got to pay taxes yeah. coming in on it, and then you've got to ship it and all that expense. So that's why we don't have five-count boxes. Actually, get 50-count boxes, and you're better off. This was a 100-count box back in the day 100 years ago. This is why sometimes Brett says to me after the show, because we have a little decompression yeah. downstairs, yeah. and he's like, wow, you seem awful high-strung. Yeah. I can't finish an email. Finish it. Talk. As a gift, I couldn't imagine wanting to give a sampler pack in a Ziploc. Spending 120 bucks for an entry-level box of cigars or having to worry about the cigars going bad. Recommended a Diamond Crown five-count gift box, a box that looks nice, and even if the person isn't a cigar smoker, can be displayed in their office. Three. Can I interrupt? No. You can go now. It's the... I'm done with number two, sure. All right. So the Diamond Crown makes a three-count gift pack, $59. I think that's what it is. Mm. So you're looking at $20 a piece. It's a little more than the than the price of it normally. But, but it, it comes, comes also, it comes in a three-finger case, which is mm. the garbage that yeah. all cigar smokers should have. I think he needs have. a part-time job to add to his thing to help his finances. Uh, number three, lastly, capitalize on Joe Burrow. He seems to fit the mold for everything you want in a cigar influencer. I don't know who that uh. is. He's a football, football announcer? No. He's a quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Like Mayholm? Is that okay. what he said? Yeah. I thought he played hockey. Yeah, same thing. So for your penance for uh, deviating from the show topic and the power self-invested in me by the Cigar Authority audience, smoke one of each All Saints St. Francis cigars this week. All right. Uh, that's the winner. Yeah. Yeah. Put a lot of effort. Thank you for there. Thoughtful. Uh, yep. Thoughtful, helpful. Um, good. All right. Uh, we got um, to take a peek into the asylum, and that's brought to you by our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. <laughs> I like how there's now more shit for you to interrupt. It's like two things back to back. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching you. In a European heist that left both law enforcement and the community in stitches. What are you saying? A <laughs> A daring thief managed to pilfer a valuable artifact from a local museum only to hide them in the most unexpected place, their own body. Mm. The daring criminal ingested a priceless diamond necklace, earning the moniker the internal artifacts artist in the process. Once apprehended, the authorities embarked on a rather delicate retrieval mission. It was a bit more like searching for a needle in a haystack, remarked one officer with a smirk, except the haystack was, shall we say, in the bowl. The process involved a mixture of laxatives, latex, a clothespin, dry heaving, and a dowel. Oh. That's several piles of shit where no one came out smelling like a rose, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. That's crazy. That's a mm. shit necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Is that better than a shit sandwich? I guess. I don't know. Uh, the after show, uh, which immediately follows the regular show, will air on Wednesday. And we're going to talk about why should cigar manufacturers go to Europe to a trade show to open up new territories when they can't supply their own customer right here in the good old USA. 
that grinds my gears. <laughs> could, that, could that be a bit that we do on the show? And yeah. Grinds what Dave's grinds gears. his gears? Uh, yeah, they're all going. They're all going to Germany this year. They open up all, all these territories. Grinds Dave's gears. Grinds, grinds Dave's, Dave's gears. gears. Yeah, they, and you're hearing them. We don't have enough rollers. We, you know, mm-hmm. tobacco's an issue right now, all this stuff. Well, you're going to open up another? Because Cuba, I'll get into it in the app. <laughs> I, had a, I had a conversation, and the manufacturer has to, be, has to remain nameless, but I had a conversation with a manufacturer this week, and we certainly saw plenty of them. Uh, and remarked that some of the cigars coming out of this factory, they taste a little young. And the response was, well, there's a shortage of aged tobacco. Hmm. And my response was, well, then there should be a shortage of, of cigars, cigars coming out of your factory because you got to sit on them and get that ammonia out. Or else you're going to pay the ultimate price. That's the thing. It doesn't come back. History tells you. When the customers off it because they don't like it anymore, they think they don't like it anymore. I said to you, the first uh, manufacturer that lowers their price is going to see a huge increase. And I think the first manufacturer that is out of cigars for a little while, while they let their cigars rest and comes to market with something that's very good at well, a reasonable price, I think is going to blow the doors off the competition. Not rushing the hands of time. Got a lot of mileage out of that one. Mm-hmm. Yes, that worked for them. Yeah. Uh, right now, it's time for the Classic Three-Way, and it's brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as two ninety nine for the Corona, and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The classic Connecticut is light and smooth. Light. The classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic cigars. The most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. The gears on the boss grind round and round. round McRib says we can't quit this commercial. Does that that mean it's gay? Brokeback Mountain commercial. (laughs) Okay, we can make a new one. It has a jingle to it. I'll work on it this (laughs) week. Thank you, James. James wrote that last one for me. Uh... I have uh, Ed's the champion. I have three questions and three tiebreakers if needed three and be. Three. Uh, today is August 26th. Died this day, Bob Barker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, 20. Nope, just 23. kidding. Just kidding. Yep. Born today, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, I know who that is. American actress, writer, producer. She was in the movie The Heat here, right mm-hmm. in Boston. And uh, with a bunch of our friends, our comedic. Comedic friends. Yeah. Uh, she was born today. What year? 69. 69. I have 68 written down. Well, 69 will take it. It's 70. Of course it will. So Ed gets a point. See, I was going to go 70, but I thought 69 was more Gronk. Okay. Going Gronk. on to Gronk. I know that. Yeah. I'm hip with the kids now. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Well, it's a sports thing. Jonathan yeah. can't know. All right, born today. What uh, does that even mean? Born today, Mr. Jonathan, is Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, Catholic nun who made her life's work to care for the sick and disadvantaged. 
She will be a saint. 1901? 1901. That's fucking incredible. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> So you both get one point. Really? What was it? 1910. Huh. Yeah, I wanted to go earlier than I That's thought. That's what it I might. wanted to do. This is disturbing. All right. It's... We have two for Ed, one for Jonathan, and over to John. No. Jed. It's not like one. you weren't here. If Mr. Jonathan gets it, we get a tie and we move Ooh, on. Oh, I hope we get that. Macaulay Culkin, born today. Macaulay Culkin. Was born today, best known for his role as Kevin McAllister in the Home Alone franchise. Also starred <clears throat> Uncle Buck, which I liked him very oh. much in, My Girl, and Richie Rich. Talking about My Girl. Uh, 1973. 73. 1980. For two points and the win. No Mr. way. Jonathan. Two points in the win. He was always kind of sweet on McCulkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you like that? Woo! What's his name? Bukaki? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you got it on the nose. I'm aware. Pretty good. Pretty good. Huh. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty. All right. Uh, final thoughts here in the Byron 1850. They said 90.72 on the reviews. The stars said. Whew. Did they go low or did they go high? Tad low, but it's a very good cigar. Well, the thing about it is that although the Robusto is exceptional, the two sizes that I like more than this are the Torpedo and mm. I believe it's called the Grand Bouquet. The Big smaller, money. The smaller of the Figurados. Yeah, it's $50 or something. It's, uh, I think it's $65. Oh, of Dave's <laughs> not uh, Torpedo's that. 50 The Torpedo is what I smoked on Christmas and on my birthday. It's the just, big one, the Big Solomon? No, no, the, oh. tor the Torpedo. Oh, okay. That's, that's not price as crazy as the... Solomon's Solomon the regular the full size Solomon is 75 the the Grand Bouquet is 65 75 dollars it's so it's so good the shape causes the, the a more dynamic flavor profile change ah, that's a lot of money run into it a uh, New England Cigar <laughs> Expo we still have tickets available the two day tickets are really going down now yeah which so, is good I hate waiting this. I like when the days the thing sold out in a, in a day and it's over. But uh, the two-day tickets, this is for Friday and Saturday, September 29th and 30th. Uh, we will run out of two-day tickets. Um, and then there'll be one-day tickets, which we have plenty of right now of just the 30th. But uh, you can go to twoguyscigars.com and you'll see it right on the rotator. Mm -hmm. All the information is out on there. I've said it to you a million times. Um, go on there. It's going to be a great time. we got so many surprises coming. Um, you, you're going to be sorry I, if you're not. I'm there. thinking of going. You are going to be there. Oh, all right. You're there and you got to you got to help up. What do you call that? I, um, got to carry your stuff. Yeah. Chef? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be a roadie? Roadie? Yeah. You have a roadie? A roadie. All right, that's it. Uh, next week, what is the difference between a cigar and a premium cigar? Value cigars, what are the difference? We're going to break that down. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Then you may have actually learned something today, which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.